Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of Autism Goes to College, the podcast for students on the spectrum and everyone who supports us. Navigating college is always a challenge, so here are the hacks, insights, and great ideas you've been looking for to make college work for you. We're a group of self-advocates, we all graduated, or we're almost there, and you can do this too. Hello, thanks for listening to the second episode of our brand new podcast, Autism Goes to College. I'm Jasmine Board, one of the five students featured in the documentary film, Autism Goes to College. And in the movie, I was at a junior college and I just done my internship with NASA. And I'll talk about that later. But first, I have several updates I'll tell you about in this episode right now. Well, first, I transferred into UC Riverside uh, last winter. And I'm working on my environmental engineering degree there. And second of all, I'm still working at Chick-fil-A. It's, I think I've been there for about five years now. And I'm still with my parents in Marietta. So we started this podcast to open up the conversation, get more insights and hear from you, and give some updates about us because the movie was released a little over a year ago now. And COVID pushed many of the screenings online. And I'm here with Eric Lindhorst, the director of the film. Hey there, good to be with you, Jasmine. Welcome, everyone. Eric will give some details later later on in the podcast about where to see the film and more about this season of the podcast. For those of you brand new to the Autism Goes to College project, let me quickly bring you up to speed. Uh, the film follows five students on the autism spectrum as they take us into their dorm rooms and classrooms to find out how it's going for them at college. We premiered at the Newport Beach Film Festival, and we screened at the 2020 South by Southwest EDU Festival and Conference, which was virtual this year due to the pandemic. Since then, we've had Facebook live stream events, and colleges and universities have hosted virtual screenings. And now also the film is available to rent on Vimeo. You can find a link on our website, autismgoestocollege.org. And this podcast will be both a continuation of that story, but also a new, fresh resource for those seeking information on how to navigate the various challenges of college. From being away from home for the first time, dealing with professors, roommates, dating, jobs, and how to get help. Future episodes will be co-hosted by our other students, Aniela, Caroline, and Guillermo. As I mentioned in the last episode, this subject is personal for me as I have a high school junior who's starting to look at college and who will need a place with some extra supports as well. So I'm here as a parent to explore these things with you all. So with that, I'm going to stop talking and let Jasmine have a chance to share with us some of her insights. So Jasmine, you you are now going to uh, UC Riverside, as you mentioned, um, and which, by the way, is my alma mater. Um, but you got there after a few years at junior college. So maybe you can start by bringing us up to speed a little bit with how you went from there to where you are now. Okay, so I was sitting with my mom one day and she said, I think you're ready to transfer. I said, no, I just need to pass this one class that had failed three times. And she said, I don't think you need that to transfer. So I went to the university, met with a representative, and she said, you could still managed to transfer with an F on your transcript. I'm like, oh, I had been, I just wasted a year of my life and I applied and sure enough, I got accepted and I wish I'd done that a year sooner. But anyway. So, so, okay. So you had a class at junior college that you hadn't done so well in and you thought you had to retake it. Yeah. I thought, 
I needed it to transfer, and I guess I didn't. And that was the last class I had been taking for a long time. I had been taking it after I graduated from that college. And and you transferred to UC Riverside. Was that always the school you were going to transfer to, or how did you how did you decide to transfer there? Well, I wanted to transfer to UC Irvine or UCLA, but I think UCR was a bit more realistic because it's close to home. So I I just applied to one university, and that was all I needed, I guess. And how's it going there? I love it there. The experience. I feel like I'm an engineer already. Tell us a little bit about what you're studying. I'm studying environmental engineering. So right now my courses are on mainly air pollution and water pollution, and we're designing filtration systems that take out aerosols and PFAs out of groundwater. So I just found my passion. That sounds like, to me, like uh, um, guaranteed failure if I were to take those classes. But um... <laughs> Well, I, I'm struggling, that's for sure, but it, I at least like what I'm doing. And so um, have, you been, have, have you had the opportunity to attend in person or have you been online? How how's the, how's the pandemic impacted your, your schooling? Well, we do the quarter system and my first quarter was on campus. And then the rest of the year was online and I like it. I prefer it online, actually. You do? How come? I prefer it online because they post all the notes in the lectures. So I'm able to speed up, slow down the lectures pause them if I have to. I'm saving time by not driving to the campus. And I'm saving money as well. And also saving time on taking notes because the notes are, they're done for me. They're already online. And the, the quarter that you were going in person, was there anything on campus that you were involved in other than your classes? Did you spend any time there other than just driving and going to class? I was in a program called the Transfer Transition Program, and we did study sessions. But now they they moved to virtual study sessions, which I haven't done any yet, but I plan to. And I also would walk to the student rec center after class and a workout there. And now that stuff's closed, so I can't really work out anymore after class. <laughs> Did you have any interactions with your classmates? Were you making friends or was it more just uh, in and out? Yeah, I had a couple of friends in this one class and we used to study after class, do our homework together. I'm still in contact with them, but we're not in the same classes anymore. We kind of branched off into different subjects. So, And I'm curious, Jasmine, you, you transferred to UCR. Um, did you disclose uh, your diagnosis in your application? Have you made contact with the Disability Student Services Office? Have you uh, uh, gotten any accommodations? How, how has that gone for you? Yeah, I went to the Disability Office to, to apply for my accommodations, and we, we got them. And then I just have to request them every quarter. And sometimes I just don't request them. But I I did for this quarter, so I get extra time on tests and a note-taker and s- stuff like that. But I never went, I never directly went up to my professor and said, I have these disabilities, but I do request accommodations for, the, for them. And how have you found the professors at UCR versus uh, your experiences in junior college? The professors at UCR are great. I feel like they... They're, they're trying to help us be successful. They want us to get 
a job. They want us to get involved in their research. And I feel like they just have more passion compared to the community college professors. And not saying that the community college professors are bad. They're good too. But this one's just another level. It's more professional, I'd say. And if, if what would you say? You went two years to junior college, correct? Correct. Um, what would you say to somebody in your shoes uh, who's maybe graduated from high school, uh, deciding between going to junior college first or going straight to a four-year university? What would what would your advice be to that person? I think you can, if you feel ready to apply to to a university. I think you should and just take that chance because you never know. You just never know. <laughs> you don't want to waste time like I did. I earlier you said two years, but I actually was at community college for four years because I doubted myself. And if I didn't doubt myself, I would have probably been graduating this year already from a university. And But I think you should keep in touch with your counselors and academic advisors so that they can keep you on track and they'll tell you when you could transfer. Uh, I didn't, I stopped keeping in touch with my academic advisors the last year. And I feel like that's maybe why my transition was so delayed because I, Really, I could have transferred. I just thought that I couldn't because that F was on my transcript and I kept trying and trying to pass that class. And I didn't need to. I went, I took it in university and I passed it. Wow. And so you're, are you on track? When are you, when are you on track to graduate? So my expected graduation day is spring of 2022. Uh, now if I, now my classes are only available during a specific quarter, so if I fail one that I need, I won't be able to take it again for another year. And that's a little scary because it's a sequence of classes for the whole year, and that would really delay me if I didn't pass one. So um, so what, what is your goal for after college in terms of career, and, and uh, what's your strategy for, for getting there? For my career, I don't have the greatest GPA in the world, so... so I'm trying to apply for internships right now so that I can at least have experience when I get out of college. But my GPA just isn't competitive enough. But I think once I'm out of college, I should be able to uh, get a career maybe with the water district or any sort of plant like the steel, California steel mills. Just anywhere I can where I can work on air pollution or water pollution. And uh, what's your work situation? Last time we talked, you were working at Chick-fil-A. Uh, are you still there? Yes, I'm still at Chick-fil-A. I'm kind of, it's kind of getting, I feel like I've outgrown it a little bit, but I'm still there. So it's been five years now with the restaurant and I moved up a little bit. I've been doing drive through now. Last time I was only in the dining room. So I do drive through window, drive through orders and all of the, that stuff. But I'm not a, I don't think I'll ever become a manager or a leadership position anytime soon. It's, I don't know, in a way it's a little discouraging because I've been there for so long, but I'm just ready to be an engineer now. I think, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and are you still doing your art? What's going on with that? Yeah, I'm still doing art. I just recently painted trees because I like, I like trees. <laughs> and even though the pandemic happened, I'm still able to do shows at like farmers markets and i've done a couple of those but i've been really busy i've sold a couple of original paintings but i haven't since the pandemic i haven't seen any contests or anything like that so i haven't done any and where can people find your art if they're interested in in looking at your stuff 
I don't really have a website, but I, I have a social media page for specifically for my artwork. But I, I just try to find local shows and sell them there. You want to give a shout out to your social media site? Sure. My, the social media for my artwork is jasmine underscore b underscore art. Uh, it's on Instagram, by the way. And then you used to, I, I think I recall you used to live stream on YouTube sometimes when you were painting. Um, do you still do that? Yeah. I stopped live streaming, live streaming because my internet has a lot of trouble doing that, but I miss it. I also found that it, I worked a lot slower live streaming because I'm keeping up with comments coming in and all that. But if I can get my internet fixed, I would love to stream again. Very cool. And uh, talk to me a little bit about your social life right now. I know you've um, you've you've got a boyfriend, Matt, who I've met. Um, you guys have been together for a while. I see your Instagram feed that you guys are competitive mountain bikers. But uh, tell us a little bit about your your social life. It's good right now. He's basically the my only friend, other than a, a few riding groups that I found in my town. Since my boyfriend is he can't ride for six months because he had a stroke, so I found this local cycling group in Marietta and I ride with them and that's all the social interaction that I need. <laughs> and Matt, of course, he's one of my, like we're dating, but he's my best friend and my only friend at that. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So my social life is pretty good. And, uh, and, and Matt, you said he had a stroke. Yeah. He had a stroke on December 24th. Oh my I think. I hope everything's okay. Yeah. He, he wasn't. I don't know how he survived. <laughs> wow, scary. Yeah, but he's he's made a really good recovery. So I've been spending most of my time with him, trying to help him. And yeah, he he gets bored at home. He can't go to work or anything. I can imagine. Um, so the the, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about. So at the end of the film, we we learned about this NASA uh, internship you did. Uh, sounds like a pretty in- incredible uh, experience. Can you share a little bit about that? So if people are interested in that, they can they know what it's about? Yeah, so the NASA has an internship website, and the, my school counselor, STEM counselor, she sent us a link, sent everybody a link to it, but it's open for anybody. And I thought there's no way in the – there's no way I'm going to get this internship – but if I don't apply, then it eliminates the odds of it ever happening. So I went for it, and I knew in my heart I was thinking, I'm, I'm not going to get this internship. But then I got picked, and I was like, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, once you get picked, you have to take a course online in the top 100, get get picked to go to the actual actual center. And that was the second time I was thinking, I'm not going to get picked. <laughs> So I got picked to take the class, and then I was thinking there's no way I'm going to get top 100, and then I got picked again. <laughs> but I was filled with doubt, but the reason why, why I continued doing it was because if I didn't try, then it wouldn't happen. And then there's a, there's a, there's a climax of the story, which is you, you went to the uh, Flight Research Center, you competed, two teams competed, uh, if I recall correctly, with little Mars rovers uh, who could pick up the most rocks and tell them what happened. Yeah, so our team, so our team, we had a, we were there for three days. We started the competition 
we had 10 minutes to come up with a dance and our team had to do a dance. And uh, in those 10 minutes, we didn't come up with anything. All of the other teams had their dances figured out and well choreographed. And our team was just, we looked like a bunch of losers. So uh, the for the rest of the days, we started working on the Mars rover. And by the time the competition rolled around, our team won. And everybody... Nobody could believe it because we lacked teamwork at the beginning. And Well, maybe you just didn't have very good dancers. Yeah, we didn't have good dancers. And nobody could make up their minds. But yeah, that was cool. We won a little... We won copies of the Martian book. And our, our final presentation overall, we were best team overall by the end of it. So that was pretty fun. So, Jasmine, I'm curious. You get to UCR. How did you navigate the the system of of picking your classes, choosing your major, narrowing it down, narrowing down your focus? How did you How did you uh, handle all of that? Well, it was actually orientation where I learned how to do all of that. So, I during the orientation, I actually met up with my academic advisor. It's a mandatory orientation, by the way. So they would they would kick you out if you didn't go. But I met up with my academic advisor there and he already printed out my sheet for my course plan for me. And I go off, I register my classes off of that sheet exactly how they are. So winter schedules planned, summer, spring, fall, etc. So, so, so that's interesting. So, um, but within that, how did you know, you say you found your passion. How did you narrow that down? I had a research majors right out of high school because I didn't know anything that was out in the world. So I, I researched all of the majors and I eliminated the ones that sounded not interesting to me. So out of high school, I had picked aerospace engineering. And then when I took physics in community college, I realized I'm not a physics person. I'm a chemistry person. So then I changed it to chemical engineering to, to work with chemistry. And then I, then I took an environmental science class and I'm like, I think environmental issues are really important. And I'm really passionate about sustainability and stuff. So then I changed it to, finally, environmental engineering uh, just by by taking classes. (laughs) But I've known from the very beginning that I I wanted to be an engineer because I wanted to work around that kind of stuff. So, Jasmine, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you uh, if you have any advice for high school students um, looking ahead at college, wondering what that might look like for them. Any any specific or general pieces of advice you might have? Yeah, you don't have to go into college knowing exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's pretty flexible, so so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, just go in with an idea that you want to better yourself and and learn, and you should be fine. You should discover your passions along the way, say around maybe the second or third year. It doesn't have to be right off the bat. Jasmine Board, thanks for talking with me. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back with uh, a new episode later this month featuring Aniela, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episode. And head over to the website, autismgoestocollege.org, to find out how you can see the film. And consider following us on our Instagram at Autism Goes to College, and on Facebook and Twitter as well, so you can keep up with what's happening. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Autism Goes to College. We'd love to hear from you about what you'd like to hear more about. 
you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Autism Goes to College. Hit us up with your thoughts, tell us what's going on on your campus and in your college life. To see the documentary film or set up a screening, check out our website at autismgoestocollege.org.